Today's Happy Healthy You podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash happy healthy you. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. So come to your center. What does that mean? I find myself saying that all the time in yoga class. Come to your center. Come back to your center. Maybe just sit here with your hands on your belly. Yes, your belly. I said that. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And really sense what's going on in your belly. Really feel into your belly. How often do, you, do we do this? The belly, it's our center. It really is our center of the body. Breathe into that space and just notice. What do you feel? Just notice, not with judgment. What do you feel? All right, come back to the room. We're going to talk about our bellies today. Hi, everybody. I'm Connie Bowman. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. In this podcast, we talk about everything being balanced in body, mind, and spirit, and talking about our center, coming back to our center. It's such an important conversation. And with me today is the perfect person to talk about that. Flissy Saucier, she's a yoga instructor, but she's also, how awesome is this, a belly dancing instructor. Whether she's teaching, she's practicing, she's performing, or just living her life, her passion is to be more in line with a divinely inspired creative flow. I love this, Flissy. Mm -hmm. Dance is just a beautiful way, she says, to express and share in a moment goodness. Her expertise is in American tribal style belly dance. She started studying tribal belly dance in 2006, and since then she earned her ATS General Skills Certification with Fat Chance Belly Dance founder Carolina Narakio in July 2009 and again in 2010. In November 2010, she completed her ATS Teacher Training Certification in both Level 1 and 2. She's an officially registered FCBD sister studio. In April 2012, she attended, tested, and passed Rachel Bryce's Eight Elements Phase 1 initiation, and then in 2013, she completed and passed Phase 2 Cultivation. We'll find out all about that. In November 2014, she attended Phase 3 Culmination, and she's since passed all the testing and she's now a certified practitioner. She continues to study the art and is here today to share her passion for belly dance, but also maybe to help us just love our bellies a little bit more. Thank you, Flissy, for coming on this podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Wow, I didn't realize there were so many certifications for belly dance. Talk about that a little bit. I would say it's pretty recent development. We're kind of in the same place that yoga was a little while ago where there's been a tradition of belly dance, and belly dance is pretty rich history from all different countries in the Middle East, including Turkey and some influence from India and other places. So it was a tradition passed on from different dancers, just dancer to dancer for a long time. And now, more recently, teachers are 
coming up with systems and certifications to kind of clarify the vocabulary of movements and create a, a process where people can become on a more professional track. Yeah, you bring something to the West and we just take it and yes. <laughs> make it a business, right, I guess. Exactly. I guess, right. Tell us, um, well, you talked a little bit about what belly dance is, and it did start in the Middle East, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us about belly dance and some of the, I mean, the myths that we, I think it is a myth that belly dancing started to uh, entertain men and it's a sexualized thing. That is not true, right? Correct. So talk about belly dance and what it really is in its core and its roots. So I would say there's probably people that are more expert about this than me, but still, yes, there is a ton of mythology behind belly dance. One of them is the mythology of ladies entertaining men with very like sexualized movements there's also the mythology of it being part of some kind of birthing ritual oh which, i hadn't heard that one yeah no, interesting <laughs> that's another one that floats around uh but really it's more the way we see belly dance performed today is a more recent development so you know, maybe a uh, hundred years or so ago there would be these performance spaces in Egypt, and it would be often run by women that would run these clubs, and they would have a whole band. So it would be a band of musicians, there would be a dancer, there would be kind of variety shows every evening. And mm-hmm. so that's that's one place where dance was performed. And then there's also this influence that comes in from the West. So during the 40s and 50s, there were Egyptian dancers that became movie stars. And there was influence also from ballet and other Western dances that were brought into belly dance. And so that influence from the West came into the Middle Eastern dance. And then the Middle East also came to the U.S. about, you know, the 1960s, 1970s. There were nightclubs in D.C., New York, L.A., where there would be belly dancers coming in and performing with bands for shows in the Middle East. And, you know, in these big cities, though the band might be Egyptian musicians or maybe the dancers an Egyptian or maybe the restaurant owner is Egyptian because of, you know, the kind of the far flung Mm -hmm. people coming to the U.S. There would also be Turkish people coming to the restaurants. There would be Americans coming to the restaurants. There would be Greek people coming to the restaurants. And so there'd be sort of this mishmash of, culture coming into the the nightclubs to see the dancing which is actually pretty cool yeah to, to hear about that and now we think of i think of shakira the hipstone yeah, yeah. i mean she she yeah. sort of popularized it definitely uh, yeah, yeah 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 so how did you come to love belly dancing and and really embrace because you, you were just so comfortable in your body when you do it and that's what for me is is so um compelling i think about the art form but for you i'm sure it's there. Tell us, tell us. (laughs) There was um, a dancer that teaches Pilates at the yoga studio where I first started doing yoga. Uh And kind of on a whim, I took her introduction workshop. And at the end of the workshop, she did a performance. She came out with veils and the spinning and the sparkly costume. And immediately, I just had so much fun in the workshop, just learning kind of some basic movements. And I was just totally dazzled by her performance. And that was my gateway into things. And from there, I started taking local classes with a tribal belly dance teacher. And I completely fell in love with that format because the it's a little bit different from kind of the traditional belly dance that you might see in a restaurant with the super glitzy costumes. It's a lot more earthy, a little mm-hmm. bit more grounded. 
And the really fun thing for me is that it's in a group format where you dance together with other people. And that was really what got me excited about it. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. I should say that Flissy was my yoga teacher training teacher with Jesse Cates. Flissy and Jesse are both awesome yoga <laughs> teachers and awesome yoga teacher trainers. So thank you. Shout out to Jesse. <laughs> hey, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. <laughs> I hope she listens. Do you think she listens? <laughs> I, I don't so. know. She's so wise. She doesn't need to listen to this crowd. Anyway, so that's really interesting. So you started, you, 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 glean this interest and then you went on to do all these trainings and did you have this this desire to teach eventually or did you just want to I don't think so I think I mean the the going after a million trainings is just my nature I'm just Mm. like super nerdy and whatever I'm interested (laughs) in I'm like look like I'll just gonna learn as much as possible whatever the thing is that is exciting to me so that is just that's so funny you always say you're super nerdy but I think you're so cool and (laughs) I feel like I get to talk to so many cool people on this podcast but maybe I I think a lot of them probably consider themselves a nerd so I guess I'm a nerd too it's cool to be nerdy (laughs) so Let's talk about the relationship between our bellies and our belly dance before we get into like, later on, I want you to like show me Mm -hmm. a little bit of what you got and and Mm -hmm. teach me how to how to do a little bit of this stuff, because I think I would be the perfect person who feels like there's no way Mm -hmm. I would ever, (laughs) I'd be your biggest challenge, (laughs) I think. Um, So let's talk about that. Yeah, the relationship between our bellies. Have you always had a good relationship with your belly? (laughs) That's a funny question. I don't I don't really know. I feel like most people and perhaps especially most women, there is a time where I definitely felt super awkward in my body. When I was in high school and in college, I had a reputation for being really clumsy. Mm-hmm. And so that I could learn how to dance and have some semblance of grace about me is I like anybody, really anybody can learn how to dance. It's just like learning anything else. It just takes practice. And part of the practice, I think, yeah, is becoming more comfortable in your own skin and being really... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. the, that area of the body. Mm-hmm. When we started this podcast, we put our hands, I put my hands on my belly and my immediate, I mean, in this country, especially, we are so fixated on tight abs. And I'm a singer. And to be a singer, you have to have loose, everything has yes. to be loose. <laughs> and it's so counterintuitive mm-hmm. now after all these years of working out and trying to be healthy. So my relationship with my my abs, I started to say abs, my belly even that word belly, it's a soft word. Yeah. It's like it evokes femininity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just feel like we have There's a lot issues. of baggage. There's a lot of baggage. Yeah. But let's talk about what it is. I mean, the beauty of our belly. So we're talking, are we talking second chakra and third chakra? Or is it mostly the second chakra? I would, With belly dance? No, I would say second and third. Because okay. second is kind of like low abdomen area right. so it's kind of like in your pelvic bowl and then solar plexus is higher up in the navel beneath the heart right yeah. so we're t- when we're talking about the sacral which is where you mm-hmm. move when you do all those mm-hmm. movements uh, that is our our sexuality mm-hmm. our creativity somewhat right i mean that's where we when we're pregnant mm-hmm. we we what else what else is going on there when we're in that second chakra. Yeah, I would say those are the main things like sexuality, creativity, yeah. and up in the solar plexus, that's like your your powerhouse where your confidence is. 
So if you're not familiar with the chakras, the chakras are the energy centers that run up and down, uh, actually the spine mm-hmm. in the body that carry the prana, the energy um, up to our crown and out and back down and Mm -hmm. just keep us healthy and and yeah the second chakra dysfunctions are are around overeating and eating disorders I guess Mm -hmm. I guess so being having a second chakra that is balanced and that we can really embrace Mm -hmm. it's really important don't you think I think so. Absolutely. And especially like coming up to solar plexus area, that's where your confidence is. It's where we have this idea of gut instinct about gut instinct and being able to trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we think about the intuition as being more in the head, but it's mm-hmm. actually in that solar plexus, yeah. which is right below the heart mm-hmm. in that area above the second chakra. And what that's the color yellow. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of power in that solar plexus yeah. when we allow it, when we're flowing. Sure. In. So do you think belly dance helps us to uh, open these chakras and make them more balanced and help that energy to flow? It definitely could, especially simply by paying attention to that area and really embracing the feeling of that area, especially mm. like we have both men and women. Our culture is all about like, flat belly and like sucking it in all the time and when you're dancing there is like for postural reasons there is a little bit of toning of that area but also especially in belly dance we want that to like jiggle it's like when there's reverb it's just like so juicy and beautiful like when you know, all the softness starts to like vibrate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it feels good. <laughs> it feels good. So yeah, embrace that jiggle. I love that. How can we use belly dance? Like if somebody is coming to your class and they might have some of these issues, are there? Do you see that if someone comes to your class for the first time? Do you see uh, timidity or? I mean, it's really a vulnerable place, when sure. you, I'm sure, when you first start that. I mean, I'm feeling it already, and I haven't even had yeah. my first lesson. So. <laughs> I think there there's definitely some timidity that can happen that people bring into the room. They might be nervous about simply about trying something new, nervous about showing their belly. A lot of times in belly dance class, people will wear like crop tops so that you can see yeah. what hips and belly are doing when you're dancing. And not everybody is comfortable with that. And to see people come in and maybe be a little nervous, like I'm really not sure about this thing. Yeah. It seems like a little weird. And I've never done anything like this before. But then, especially in a group improvisational format where you're working with other women and see faces light up and be supportive of each other, it's really a beautiful thing. And what do you tell someone who might be, what do you say to sort of allay some of those fears as as people are starting to take classes with you? I would say just relax and have a good time. And if you're not comfortable, for example, showing your belly, like just wear what's going to be comfortable for you and just have fun. Do you have any examples of students or or maybe somebody who you've practiced with or yourself who have uh, really overcome some of these issues with belly dance? Can you talk about any personal uh, situations where that, that has, has really helped? I definitely have talked with other performers that have overcome stage fright and confidence and have turned it around to be able to really share their talent and skill on stage and be, you know, overcome anxiety and nervousness about performing yeah. and be able to to gain some confidence through 
performance. Yeah. I feel like if you can do that, you can do almost anything sure. on stage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm uh, as a performer, I'm I've experienced that stage fright, but I've never like bared my belly and mm-hmm. let it jiggle yeah. and all that. I mean, that sounds so freeing, actually. It's so fun. It's <laughs> unbelievably fun. Yeah. What does it feel like when you're up there on stage dancing and, and, and when you're really in the moment? Because I know you are a pro at being in the moment, being present with everything. So It's, it's just unbelievably fun. I love it so much. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's time. <laughs> so um, I'll just stand up and maybe you can um, just give me a little, a little lesson because I I'm like, oh gosh, I'm do scared. Do you stand up too? Um, or well, do I need to sit by maybe the mic? Maybe sit so okay. you can sit by the mic. All right. Okay, so what do I do? Okay, so first, just setting up a nice stable posture for what you're doing. So feet are pretty close together. Okay. And have a little bend to the knees. So knees are kind of like shock absorbers. So if you have them bent a little bit, then you have more freedom for your hips to move. Okay. And then a little bit of pull in and up with your belly, kind of like in yoga. And lift your chest and roll your shoulders back away from your ears. Just standing nice and tall. Okay. And then we're just going to start with just a very basic shimmy. So bef- we're going to do it like super duper slow first. So just, <laughs> so just bend your right knee and just feel the weight shift and notice how your hips are changing levels. Yeah. So you're just going to go right and then left. I can do this. Yes. So that's all there is to it. And then you start to find a rhythm with it. So it's right, left, right, left. And then little by little, you'll just speed it up. Wow. Yeah. And just eventually just take it off and so that you're just going as fast as you can. Yeah. Woo! And then the magic that happens is that you're keeping your chest lifted and your head floating. And so that you start to separate kind of from the navel down so that your upper half is nice and steady and your bottom half is the one that is all wiggly. Oh my God, (laughs) that's pretty easy. I mean, I actually could feel that. And then when do you start adding the belly rolls? Because that's what fascinates me. Those things are, they look hard. (laughs) It is hard because you have to separate your upper abdominals from your lower abdominals. So if you want to kind of get that figured out, you can place one hand kind of right underneath your sternum so you can feel where your upper abs are. Okay. And then you can take one hand kind of to your low belly. And so first, like imagine you just ate like a giant tub of ice cream and let your belly mm. flop out, which is that in itself is a challenge. You're like, wait, no, yeah, I have to hold yeah, it in. Right, right. So you like flop your belly out. And then you'll pull in your low belly so you can use your bottom hand to kind of push it in and then keep the upper hand pushed out and then you'll switch. So the upper hand will squish in and the low belly will flop out. Oh my gosh, I think I did it like once. That's amazing. And then the the trick is to smooth it out. So it'll be like upper abs pull in, lower abs pull in, upper abs. You do it so seamlessly. That's amazing. And then you can also work the other way, lower abs, upper abs. So once people start taking these classes, do they become sort of obsessed with it and stick with it for a long time? I I could see that it would be, because it seems like there's so many different levels that you could learn and you can just take it to such a deeper level. I mean, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I know you are. It really depends, on, I think, on your personality and what interests you. There's an entire world of things to study. So 
you know, my focus is mostly in tribal style belly dance, but I've recently been studying with an Egyptian style teacher and her teacher has this uh, beautiful theatrical background. So I'm learning a lot more about emotion and presentation in dance. And, you know, there's folk dances from every region. And even within the regions of Egypt, there's going to be, there's just... You could take it as far as you yeah. could imagine. It's old. It's probably as old as yoga, if not. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so I want, to, I'm, I want to ask you a favor. I'm wondering if at the end of this, after we give all your information, mm -hmm. you can lead us in a follow-up meditation, um, assuming that maybe some people worked along with us and maybe some of that energy mm -hmm. is flowing in those two chakras, the mm -hmm. sacral and the solar plexus. And yeah, maybe we can see if we notice anything different after sure. just becoming more aware of, mm -hmm. of this energy. But for now, for this moment, this present moment, <laughs> where can we find out more information about you and your teaching, everything? So if you go to my website, omchantress.com, it'll have a link to all of my classes. You can sign up online. There's always my schedule is posted there. So that's the best place to find me. Also in this really cool show coming up in November, it's called Kin, and there's about 40 different local professional dancers that are involved. It's a story told on stage through belly dance. So oh, where nice. is that now? That's at the Howard County Arts Council Black Box Theater. Okay, in Columbia, Maryland. That's right. Let's spell your website just because. Omchantress.com. It's O-M-C-H-A-N. T-R-E-S-S. -S. I just got that. Om for yoga. <laughs> right. Chantress mm -hmm. for... Like chanting. Ch and chanting. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I like that. Okay. So now we've been through this, this journey through our lower chakras, our second and third chakras. Take us through a little meditation to leave us wanting more. Wanting more. All Connection. Right. Coming okay. back to take us back to our center. So again, just take a moment to find a comfortable seat. And part of that is taking a moment maybe to rock your hips forward and back so that you can find a place so that your pelvis is nice and stable. You're not rocked forward or rocked back. And just kind of feel your sitting bones plug into whatever you're sitting in, a chair or the floor or whatever. And then from that nice stable foundation, you can grow your spine a little longer. Let the top of your head float up to the sky. Just take a moment to wiggle and adjust so that you feel comfortable. And then take your attention to your breath. And as you breathe, Let's just let your belly really relax on the inhale. Just feel your belly swell. And then as you exhale, let your shoulders relax, your chest relax, and then really use your belly to squeeze all of the air out by drawing your belly button towards your spine. And then as you inhale, again, relax your belly. Let it swell as you inhale and bring in as much air as you can. And as you exhale, relaxing and squeezing the belly to the spine. So just keep up that nice, slow breath. Really relaxing the belly on the inhale, kind of exaggerating that squeezing action on the exhale. 
Just notice where you feel that in your body and also notice what reactions come up as you let your belly move. It's a good breathing pattern to come back to if you notice yourself clenching up or feeling anxious or feeling like you've lost confidence in a situation. And notice if you can maybe sense a yellow light glowing in your belly and also noticing if you can sense any feelings of self-trust or ease kind of come into your awareness You can let those feelings of confidence and ease begin to float up the length of your spine. Up through your heart center, your throat, up through the top of your head, so that you can move from the core of your being for the rest of the day. And when you're ready, you can blink your eyes back open again. That was awesome, Plissy. Thanks so much. Thank you. You just brought me right back to my center. I love how you do that. Every time I take your yoga class and now, who knows, maybe a little belly dancing. That's right. Thank you so much. Happy, A Journey of Hope, Healing, and Waking Up is a small but powerful book about healing from one of life's greatest tragedies, the loss of a child. It's about love and sadness and being human. The nine lessons in Back to Happy are intended to be food for a broken but awakening soul. Healing from grief and loss is possible. Finding joy again is possible. Back to Happy, in paperback, Kindle and audiobook at Amazon.com. For more information, visit backtohappybook.com.